This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined today by Matt Bennett for our opening market discussion. Matt Bennett of agmarket.net. What are we seeing taking place in the grains? Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's going to be a very dull dull day if things don't change. Uh, overnight, we really had, you know, oh, I don't know, maybe a three-cent uh, uh, range in corn. You know, uh, you look over at soybeans and uh, eight or nine cent range. I mean, that's a tight range for both of those as as we've traded over the last several weeks and months. And so, uh, you know, uh, especially for a Friday, one thing that we've noticed here lately is that most Fridays, it seems like this bean market's kind of gotten beaten up. A lot of forecasts uh, seem to be a little wetter on Friday than what they do on Sunday night, Monday. Um, I don't know if that's going to transpire here today. Uh, but I would assume that uh, given the trend that we've seen, um, you know, maybe that'll get faded just a little bit uh, from where we've seen here lately. So, yeah, I don't really expect anything major to start, uh, but you never know how things will transpire, especially being a Friday. I was looking at yesterday's export sales report, strong report again, and I see the number total shipments this year up 32 percent from last year. What do you make of those numbers? Yeah, I mean, uh, fantastic numbers, you know. Actually, whenever you look, you know, wheat has really shined here lately. A lot of folks said a week ago, hey, is China done buying wheat? I was asked that. You may have even asked me that. I don't know. I know I was asked several times. I said, yeah, I don't believe so. I mean, it just didn't feel like it. You know, I know that China came out and said, well, we might be done buying wheat. But, you know, if I wanted to buy something and I was China, I think I'd say that, too, because we saw what the market did whenever, you know, they kind of said maybe they aren't interested in buying more wheat. Market dipped. They were able to come in and, and buy more wheat. And so, you know, I guess my personal thought process is that, uh, you know, as you move forward here, I think China's got the ability, the tendency, maybe step in here and buy some U.S. corn. We're getting a lot of whispers that there's been uh, uh, some corn already purchased. We don't know if that's true or not. Uh, but we've also been told that uh, they've been in hunting uh, bids quite a bit lately. We're a lot cheaper than Brazil right now. It's a good thing to see. Yesterday, the dollar absolutely got tomahawked uh, down almost a dollar on the index. Uh, this morning, you're back up about half the losses from yesterday or maybe recuperated. But regardless, that weakness in the dollar here lately uh, certainly hasn't done anything to kind of hurt this demand as far as exports are concerned. So we've got to hope that that demand from China continues and maybe spills over into this corn market. What did we learn in the consumer price index data that we received this week and some of the statements from the Fed? Yeah, I mean, it sure seems to us that uh, a lot of your recession fears should have essentially gone away for now. Uh, as far as the Fed's concerned, you know, you're talking maybe three rate cuts. I mean, we went from, hey, we can't get rates risen uh, quickly enough to all of a sudden, I think maybe this next year, uh, you know, that rates will maybe back off. I mean, we've seen, uh, you know, some of these uh, mortgage rates actually uh, uh, subside, you know, whereas there for quite some time, we just continue to gratch higher, higher, higher. Uh, it sure looks to me, though, that uh, the Fed has more reason to potentially lower rates than just uh, what a lot of people are going to say, which the only reason uh, some people feel they're doing that is an election year. Uh, I think they actually have the data you know, to show that maybe they could start easing these rates off a little bit. That's good to hear. I mean, it's no coincidence that you've seen equities really strong. Uh, I mean, heck, you got the Dow, uh, you know, trading, uh, uh, pushing 38,000 here earlier uh, in session, you know, uh, 37,784 is what I'm showing for a high for March. I mean, that's 
you know, the highest uh, I've seen the Dow um, anytime. Um, it's just a, a very exciting time, I guess, whenever we've had so much angst about a recession for, for quite a while. I'm not saying that we still don't have issues. I'm very concerned with how much debt we've got. Credit card debt's excessively high. I think there's going to be a lot of pain, you know, in this next year. Uh, but at the same time, I do think we've got some good things going on. And, and the Fed coming in here saying that they're going to give you three rate cuts next year is maybe a bit of a Christmas gift here, too. Let's go over to the other side of the ag marketplace and the livestock complex. What did we see yesterday? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, livestock were higher. Uh, feeders up a couple bucks. You saw cattle up, uh, hogs up. I mean, it's a really good day for the meats. You know, whenever you look, for instance, at cattle, I mean, just looking at a chart right now, it sure seems like here last week we uh, etched out a low. Um, the market's got a nice little uptrend that has developed, but I mean, let's be clear about it. The only uh, moving average that we're actually above is the 10 days. So kind of pushing up on the 20 day here this morning, if, uh, if we can get a higher uh, move in here, you know, I, I've got to think that uh, cattle moving forward could could certainly stay strong. Uh, I'm not saying we're going to run to major highs. Here's how I feel about the cattle market long term. You know, whenever you look at, oh, for instance, cattle on feed, we're probably still going to have another, uh, what I would call, tough report or two. I do think placements are going to start coming down. And I think once you take cattle on feed under 100%, so let's say we get a 99, 98, somewhere in the next three months, which I think we will, I think the move from the 90s down to the 80s for cattle on feed as a percentage of a year previous is going to actually happen very rapidly, uh, maybe even uh, over the course of two to three months. And when that happens, I think that you're going to start to see this cattle market uh, push up towards some of your old highs once again, uh, where it might top out, nobody knows. Might be hesitant to run towards $200 again, but I definitely think that uh, 170, uh, 172, 171 will be too cheap if uh, if you see cattle on feed numbers in the 80s, and I think you will in 24. And also at the end of yesterday, had to pinch myself a little bit seeing the price for the lean hogs move to the upside. And you know, Matt, was that something that just after so long of hogs being down, it might be just a little bit of a natural movement upward? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the chart, you know, go out to, for instance, like uh, April, you go out and look at April hogs and, you know, basically you're going to be, oh, I don't know, less than $10, I guess, off the lows. I mean, you settled yesterday, uh, you know, at 77. I guess the low that I've got uh, here for this market was uh, only down at uh, 72. So you're only $5 off the lows, but at the same time, you know, uh, yesterday you actually moved up above the 10 day, 20 day, um, you know, and you're really not too awful far from that uh, 50 day up here at 78 bucks. And so, you know, if if you continue to see this sort of action in here, and I think, uh, again, like I've told you before, I, I feel like if the other meats, let's say fat cattle, you know, fat cattle, can continue on the trend that they're on. I do think that it could be supportive over towards lean hogs as well. So, you know, exports were so-so yesterday. I mean, better than uh, they were They were solid enough, in, in my opinion, to, to support a little bit of an upward move. But, you know, at the same time, I think moving forward, you really need to see cows stay strong. And if you do, then I, I've got to think that it would be supportive for hogs as well. Matt Bennett of agmarket.net, our guest here on Friday. As always, Matt, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch and to personalize their marketing? Yeah, just agmarket.net. And I, if I could throw a plug in, I mean, agmarket.net, you can also find out about our winter conference you know, coming up this uh, February 4th and 5th. So be sure on the website to look at that. But you can get our research and uh, contact info and really about anything you want to learn about our company there at agmarket.net.
Matt, thanks so much for the time here today and have a great weekend. Absolutely, you as well. That was Matt Bennett with agmarket.net. It is time now for a check of the numbers. March corn up a quarter of a cent at 479 and a half. January soybeans up three quarters of a cent at 1314 and three quarters. January soybean meal up $1.40 at 40510. January soybean oil down 51 cents at 49 even. Chicago wheat up one and a quarter at 617 even. Minneapolis wheat up five and a half at 722 and three quarters. Kansas City hard red wheat down a half cent at 636 even. March oats up a quarter of a cent at 371 even. On the Merck, December live cattle down 22 cents at 167.27. January feeder cattle down 30 cents at 219.05. February lean hogs down 62 cents at 69.85. February pork cutout unchanged at 81.72. And Class 3 milk down 3 cents at 16.17. This has been a check of the opening markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network.